Thank you for listening today to our podcast here at Word of Life. We're delighted that you tuned in. And I pray that while you hear us talk, you hear the Holy Spirit speak. I know God's got a big plan for you. We're excited to be a part of that plan. Hopefully we will see you sometime soon, maybe even this weekend. Until then, we pray you have a wonderful, wonderful week. God is good, isn't he? He is faithful. He is with us. He will not abandon us. We can exalt him today and every day. God is good. Let's give a shout of praise for the goodness of God. God's presence is so sweet in this place, and I know. Gosh, we want to sing some more, don't we? worship a little more. Well, I want to pray before we get into the word and maybe we'll close out in a little bit of worship because we get to continue to exalt the name of Jesus, right? So, right. So Father, we come before you today. You are almighty and all powerful, Father. You are almighty and all powerful. And we just thank you for all that you're doing, God, in this place right now. Lord, you see every single heart. You hear every single prayer that is going up in this place. And I just thank you, Father, for the work that's being done right here, right now in this moment, God. Lord, we won't let it pass us by. In fact, right now, I have it on my heart to just ask if there's anyone in this place, maybe you're in this type of environment for the very first time and you're feeling something for the first time, I wanna let you know that that is Jesus. That is God saying that he loves you, that he sees you and that he cares for you. And maybe you've never accepted him into your heart or maybe you've walked away from him and you're ready to come back home. I wanna give you the opportunity to do that right here and right now. So if that's you in this place with every head bow and every eyes closed, I want you to lift your hand on the count of three because one, God loves you. He sees you and he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And two, the Bible says today is a new day. You get to start fresh right here, right now. Three, I want those hands to go up. If that's you in this place and you need to accept Jesus. Thank you, I see that hand, I see that hand. Hands are going up all over from the balcony to the floor and probably to our family that's watching online. You've just made a great decision. Lifting your hand means that you say to God, thank you for seeing me and I see you too. So right now I just wanna pray a prayer of salvation. If you'll repeat after me, Father, you are good. I thank you so much for sending your son Jesus to die for me. And I thank you that I get to start fresh right here, right now. You are the Lord of my life and I will praise you all the days of my life. In your name we pray, amen. Well, amen, let's keep it up for everyone who made a decision. (laughs) I know we normally do that at the end, but that was the moment, guys, I tell you right now. Well, thank you so much for joining me. You guys can go ahead and have a seat on your way down. Tell your neighbor they were hitting those high notes.
<laughs> I am Hillary, and I'm so honored to be able to say that I'm on staff here, and um, I get to share with you guys this morning. Um, I'm really excited to be here. It's going to be a good day, right? You guys are going to help me out. It's the 10 o'clock. You guys are kind of rowdy. I'm excited. How good was worship? Can we give it up for our team? My mom had to walk across the floor and give me a tissue, so sorry for the raccoon eyes. Just, just ignore it. We're going to move on. Um, and I just want to say welcome. If this is your first time at Word of Life, you've picked a great Sunday to be here. And I know we have some online family watching with us. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. Um, I'm Hillary, if we've never met before. I think I said that already. I'm emotional, guys. We're just going to push through it. Um, but... Yeah, so when Pastor asked me to share today, I had to double check that he meant to ask me, and he did. So then I started praying, um, and then I started prepping, and I know God has a word for us in this 10 o'clock service. Amen? Amen. Um, yeah, so I just want to open up by telling you guys a story. And I know a lot of us have probably heard it before. And if you have heard it before, this is just a refresher for you. If you've never heard it before, it is a good one. Let me tell you. So every great story starts with a voice that's giving shape to darkness. And this story is no different. It opens up with our narrator speaking life into existence, speaking characters into existence. And everything that he's made, everything that he's spoken out, he says it is good. But in this story, there is a villain that comes in who wants to rewrite the story. He wants to undo all of the good work. And for a moment, it seems as if he's won. But our narrator, our storyteller, he has a plan and he has a promise. And even though the enemy whisper lies, whispers lies into the character's ears, our narrator, he is planning. So while all that is happening, he makes a promise that every person who is captive under this villain will be set free. And while our characters might feel abandoned, they feel like they're in captivity, like the storyteller has forgotten them. Our storyteller takes matters into his own hands. He steps out of this omniscient role and right into the middle of the plot. And he walks among the characters, a man, a hero, and he starts healing the sick mending the broken, bringing hope to the hopeless and loving the unlovable. But our villain, he starts plotting his revenge and he strikes and it seems like the hero is going down. His body is broken, his bones are shattered and it seems like hope is lost. But when he sighs his final breath, His promise is fulfilled and every person is set free and our hero emerges from the tomb victorious conquering death he is victorious did you hear me he conquered death and he's brought eternal life to whosoever believes in him and this family if you didn't know is the story of Jesus. 
This is the gospel. And it was handcrafted for you and for me. And what I love about this story is one, it's not boring, right? There's a lot of action in there. I gave you a short version. (laughs) Two, it remains true to this day. And three, it has the power to save. So why did I share this story with you? I shared it because the story, the gospel, it belongs to us. It contains the key to freedom to every single person who has ever felt captive or who might be captive right now. And and like while I was prepping for this, the Lord brought it up in my heart that so many of us, yes, we know the gospel, we know the story of Jesus, but we kind of look at it wrong, you know? We're not living it out. We don't believe it like it's for us. In fact, we treat it as something decorative and distant. And as I was prepping for this, I was like, okay, what do I treat that's decorative and distant? I was thinking of like, you know those coffee table books that we have? You guys know the ones that are sitting at your home right now. It's like state capitals in watercolor or dogs underwater, something like that the Mississippi River, portraits from the Mississippi River. And we put it on our little tables for aesthetic because it looks good and it shows that we're like cultured. But the truth is you haven't opened it since you flipped through it at Barnes and Noble, right? Hey, there is no shame. There's no shame in that whatsoever. I am part of that group as well. I literally have coffee table books of the gospel that sit on my bookshelf. I have John, Matthew, and and Luke. I don't know where Mark is. I have not seen him, but I will find him. (laughs) But as I'm like looking at these books on my shelf, I'm realizing that the gospel's not meant to sit on a shelf. It's not meant to just sit on our coffee table distant from us, like, like it's not real, like it's not breathing. And I'm not gonna lie, when I got these books, a friend, he showed them to me. I thought they were really cool. I opened them maybe twice. This will be like the third, fourth time right there. That was it. But like I was saying, it was never meant to just sit on a shelf. You know, God's word was meant to be opened. It was meant to be breathed in. It was meant to be walked out. And it was meant to free us from whatever situation that we are in. It was never meant to just decorate. It was meant to be declared, right? Come on, (laughs) y'all. But when we treat the gospel like a decoration or an accessory in our lives, we miss out on God's plan for us. And we can find ourselves stuck in these like half truths Like we're not all the way there, we're like almost there. So instead of getting like good news, we're just getting news. I don't know if you've watched the news. I don't want that for my life. I want good news. I want the whole thing. All jokes aside, being stuck in those half truths is it can be harmful. It can be hurtful. And when I say half truths, I mean being stuck between thinking that like, We know we are meant to be forgiven, but not actually believing we ever can be. Or being stuck between knowing God's love is deep, but we think that our sin and our shame run deeper. 
or being trapped between thinking God sees us, but he could never use us. And that's not God's plan for our lives. And if that's you and you're in this place and that's how you feel, friend, I am here to tell you that that is not God's plan for your life. That is not true. It's not how we're meant to feel. It's not how we were meant to live captive to that in-between. And I wanna let you know right here, right now, that there is more for you. There is more, there is a full gospel. There is good news, not just news for you. And you are promised freedom right here, right now. Someone say right here, right now. Say it one more time like you mean it. It's true, it's good news, y'all. I'm getting really excited, so bear with me. Oh man, I lost myself in my notes, this is good. Um, But yeah, right here, right now. So before we dig any deeper, I wanna take a second to talk about the gospel. I know it's a word that we throw around a lot, but uh, gospel, it literally translates to mean good news. Like they're interchangeable. You can use them both. And I think that's so special. But in the Christian context, the good news we're referring to is the story that I told at the start of this talk. The story of Jesus being sent from heaven to earth to die, to walk among us, live a perfect life and die for our sins. But he didn't just die, he rose again so that we didn't have to be burdened, but we could have everlasting life. Another way puts it that he came from heaven to earth to, that's right, and from the earth to the hour, Come on, throw back. And from the cross to the, from the grave, Lord, we lift your name. Right, come on. (laughs) I know y'all came to praise today, (laughs) but it's true. And what's so amazing about that song, about those verses is that the good news isn't just for a moment. It's not just for part of a song. It lasts longer than that. It's not fleeting. It lasts for forever. Forever. And that means no matter what situation you are in, there is a good God reigning over all, gifting freedom to us from heaven. And that's the gospel. And we get to carry that with us wherever we go. Amen. So I'm going to take my little dusty coffee table Bible book and I'm going to open it up. (laughs) And we're going to dive in a little bit to the word. If you would, you can open your Bibles to John chapter 8. And what's happening in this chapter, Jesus is doing his thing. He's talking to a whole bunch of people, mixing it up a little bit. You know, some people believe him, some people don't, but he doesn't care. He's still bringing the fire. It doesn't stop him. He's going to bring the word. Amen. (laughs) So we're going to pick up at verse 31. And it says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word, 
you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. One more time, because I got an amen. (laughs) So Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen. I love those verses. And there are three words that really stick out to me that I think are gonna help us today for those of us who need to break through that in between and gain some freedom, all right? The first word is abide. And I remember Pastor Luke was teaching on this a while ago, and I think it was just like to the staff, we were just chit-chatting, but he's probably done it somewhere else too. But abide, it means to remain to continue without fading. So even through the bad times and even through the tough times, even through being captive and held in bondage, if we abide in his word, we will know the truth. The truth is the second word that I wanna highlight. My notes. So in this context, when we talk about truth, it's talking about the divine revelation that Jesus is Lord. It's talking about the gospel. So if we abide in his word, we're truly disciples and we will know the truth. And it's that truth, that divine revelation that will set us up to be, and here's the final word, free. So we have abide, we have truth, and we have free. I'm not gonna define free because I feel like we know what that means, right? It's free, if it's free, it's for me, it's for you too. (laughs) But in this verse, when they say we are set free, this means that we are free from sin, free from bondage, free from that in between. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful for freedom. I'm grateful that I'm able to abide in his word and know truth so that I can be free. And it's for every single one of us, no matter where we've come from, no matter who we are, no matter where we live, no matter where we're going. And what's so amazing about this is that this means what I did yesterday doesn't define me today. Did you hear me, family? What you did yesterday doesn't define you today. That's freedom. Amen, thank you. (laughs) But that means we don't have to walk around with shame. We don't have to walk around with self-loathing or self-pity or any of those things. But instead, we can walk around hopeful we can walk around pursuing a relationship with God just as we are, just as we are. And that is beautiful. We can pursue holiness. And that is good news. And I know some people have walked in here today with those feelings of of loathing, with those feelings of self-pity because of something you may have done, whether it was yesterday or ages ago. 
But God sees you and he forgives you. God sees you and he loves you. And he says to you, just abide in my word and you will be free. You will know truth and you will be free. And if we jump down in John 8, it says, for whom the son sets free is free indeed. And what that word indeed means, it's like period. You heard period. There's no like loophole. There's no exception. Who the son sets free is free indeed. It can't be taken back. It's a gift for you. It's yours to have. And you don't have to look away. You don't have to run away. And that means that we can walk around knowing that we're works in progress, but we're not the ones who have to finish the work. We can walk around hot messes, but we don't have to be on our hands and knees trying to clean the mess so that God can, can even look at us or talk to us or pursue us. And I don't know if you paid attention, but the narrator in that story at the beginning he didn't wait for the characters to break themselves out. He got straight in there and went to work. And that's the truth for you and for me. And it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. We can receive it. And then I have a note, James 1.17, it says that every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change. I'll read it one more time because I forgot to give it to the team to put on the screens, <laughs> but it's James 1:17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights who does not change. Amen. And I know that was kind of short and sweet, but the gospel is sweet. It doesn't have to be this long drawn out thing. It's simple and it's for us. And um, maybe the worship team could come back up and we'll sing a little something, something. I don't know, I'm just feeling it. I hope you guys like to worship. Woo. Woo. <laughs> but, friends, if I can leave you with anything today, it's going to be to not treat God's word like it should just sit on a shelf. To not treat God's word like a coffee table read that collects dust but kind of makes you look good or righteous. It's gonna be to, to pick up the word of God, open it up for freedom, abide in it, find the truth, walk that truth out and be free. Amen. That's kind of all I have. I hope that's okay. <laughs> the gospel is just so good. 
And Jesus is so good. And I don't know if everybody's getting ready or what, but before we jump into that, I wanna pray for you guys one more time. Is that all right? All right. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the gospel, that it is good and it is sweet. And it's not complicated or drawn out or too long. It's merely a gift that you have set before us and all we have to do is open it. God, I thank you for your faithfulness and I thank you for the lives that were changed here. And I thank you that those who are set free in this place are free indeed. No if, ands, or buts. And Father, it is my prayer that everyone in this place just comes to know you more and more. You are good. You are awesome. And it's in your name I pray. Amen.